Hello, hi, people of God. How are you? It's the weekend, and I hope that you are taking the chance to catch up on some well-deserved rest and spending time with your loved ones and your family. I am trying to increase the frequency of my podcast episodes, especially for this series on the spiritual warfare. I feel like there is so much that I want to teach you to prepare you. That I feel like I need to speed it up, and I hope to be able to record one podcast every week or every two weeks. Let's see how we go, and the reason is because I feel that this is so important that we get the information and we get the knowledge, push it out there. So that we can prepare more people to get yourself spiritually ready, to get yourself spiritually ready for what's going to come in this year, in next year, in the future couple of years. So I want to let you know that we are stepping into a season where you're going to see some changes happening, both on a macro level as well as a micro level. You're gonna see changes in the world economic dynamics, and you're gonna see changes happening in the church. And for many of you, you may be facing changes that are affecting you directly in your personal life, in your family, or in your livelihood. Career changes. I want you to take it to God and ask God what is going to happen in the next couple of years. And you may be amazed by the things that he's going to tell you, but it will be a bumpy ride, for better or for worse, and it's going to affect many people, Christians and non-Christians. That being said, what I can do in my own little way in this area that God has taught me about, I want to do my part. By teaching you and sharing with you some basics of spiritual warfare, and you think, what has this spiritual warfare got to do with everything that is happening around us? The answer is everything. You already know from our lesson one that there is two kingdoms at conflict: the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of darkness, and this affects you. From your job to your family to your health to how you contend for your future to how you find your footing and your stability in a rapidly changing world landscape. So I want to teach you spiritual warfare, so that when you see all these things happening around you in the future years, you may not panic as much, and you may feel a little bit comforted because. You have an idea what you need to do, and how you can protect your property, your inheritance, and your loved ones through spiritual warfare. So, are you ready to start? We're going to dive right into our lesson two. I want to start this lesson by addressing the last point that we were talking about in our part one. We were talking about why we need to fight spiritual warfare, and I want to share with you a verse from the Bible. John ten ten says that the thief, meaning Satan, 
comes in only to steal and kill and destroy. And I, Jesus speaking, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Let us look at what this verse tells us about spiritual warfare. A thief in the Strong's Concordance in Greek means klepto, a stealer. And kill in the Strong's Concordance in Greek means to sacrifice, by extension, to immolate. And life in the Strong's Concordance in Greek means both of physical, present, and of spiritual, particularly future existence from Zao, life. And in all its fullness, in Strong's Concordance in Greek says superabundant or superior, by implication excessive, preeminence. Even by me just translating what it means in the original Greek, give you an idea of what the enemy comes in to steal. The enemy wants to steal your present abundance of your life on earth and also your eternal life in heaven. And he wants to terminate and to destroy and to immolate you. That is how John 10.10 describes the enemy and we are facing such an enemy. So imagine that you are facing such an enemy but you are not aware of the intentions of the enemy. But even if you are not aware, it doesn't mean that the enemy is going to change its mind or its action or it's going to go easy on you just because you're not aware of what the enemy wants to do. And I ask you, how many of you is contented to let your life be wasted by the enemy? And how many of you is contented to let the enemy drag you to hell? And how many of you would easily give up your right to an abundant life on earth? because somebody doesn't want you to have an abundant life on earth. Let's further look at 1 Peter 5.8, what it says our attitude should be. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. What does alert means? In the Strong's Concordance in Greek, it says, I am awake in the night. Watch, I am watchful, on the alert, vigilant, to keep awake, to watch. That is what the Bible clearly advises us to do. Not to doze off or be clueless or be non-challenged thinking that everything is going to work itself out by itself and nothing is going to happen to me. I'm just a child of God going about my way merrily. I'm not aware and I don't think that there's any enemy that has bad intentions towards me. Everything is just going to go perfectly well the way that I imagine it's going to go. It's very dangerous to have such an attitude because that's not what the Bible teaches us to do. 
In fact, the Bible clearly tells us that there is an action that we need to do, and that action is to be watchful, be vigilant. What are we watching out for? What are we checking to make sure that we are not under the influence or the attack of? And look at the word adversary. In the Strong Greek's Concordance, it says, "An opponent, at law, an adversary, especially Satan." So you understand that many times even Satan uses the law of God to convict us, and that's how he gets us. If we break the law of God, Satan has a legal right over us. He doesn't go by man-made laws; he goes by God's laws, because even he knows that the whole universe, heaven and earth, hinges upon the law of God, not the man-made laws of the courts. And you can tell what kind of adversary we face: someone that is very well versed in the law of God. So that he can entice men and women to break the law, so that there is a right to convict them. And let's look at prowls around in the Strong's Greek Concordance. It says, "To tread all around, walk at large, figuratively, to leave, to deport oneself, to follow." And seeking, in the Greek, it says, "To seek." Search for, desire, require, demand, of uncertain affinity to seek, especially to worship and to plot. Here you can tell that it is the deportment, it is the persona, it is the way that the devil carries himself. That is what he is living for. He desire. And he requires, and he demands. He wants our worship because he wants to be like God. So I'll give you some real life examples to help you relate better. So, for example, you are always overlooked or ostracized in your job, or by your family, or your child who used to love God. Is now veering away from God, and you can see that he or she is about, or even going on the wrong path. Or you are plagued by recurring ailments in your body or your health. Do you think that all these things just happen to you because you are unlucky? Did the Bible say that? No, in fact, the Bible say that Jesus died so that we. Have the right to appropriate his sacrifice for our abundant life. So I ask you, where is your abundant life? Who took it from you? Let's look at sober-minded. In the Strong Greek's Concordance, it says, "I am calm, vigilant, circumspect, to abstain from wine, be discreet." And the word devour. In Greek means to drink down, to swallow, to devour, destroy, consume, to drink down in one gulp. So through our close examinations of these Bible verses and what we learned last week, 
we realize that we are caught in this conflict and there's no way to run away. And in fact, it affects everybody, irregardless of whether they are conscious of this or not. Just like heaven and hell exist, whether or not you want to acknowledge that it exists, you will still go somewhere after you die. So I want to tell you that spiritual warfare is nothing scary. It may seem scary, that's because you do not know much about it, or you may have misconceptions about it. That is why through this series, we are going to clear up some of these misconceptions and we are going to understand spiritual warfare the way that the Bible teaches us on it. Sometimes, when we are too comfortable, even though we are not living the abundant life, but we are living at a lower level that we think, oh, this is sufficient, this is fine, and that's okay. We spend many years doing that. But when the enemy keeps putting pressure on us and squeezing you because his intention is to ultimately destroy you and you keep losing and you keep losing more things over the years, you realize that at some point, I can't put up with this anymore. I can't live the substandard life anymore. I can't be a prisoner anymore. I can't be a victim anymore. And you realize that this enemy is not going to have compassion on you. It's not going to stop. It's not going to let you off if you submit to him. Because his intention is to destroy you. And as we look at these verses, I have already pointed out to you what is the intention of the enemy is to gulp you down, is to devour you, is to destroy you, not only on earth, but for all eternity. So if you are comfortable where you are, that's fine. You don't have to do much spiritual warfare. But if you know that this is not possible and you are not contented to live on the scrapes that the enemy gives you any longer, you've got to make a change in your mindset, in your circumstances. The way that the enemy uses life circumstances to destroy you, you are not going to let him do the same pattern to your children and to your loved ones anymore. You are going to put a stop to it. Somebody in your family has to come out, stand and put a stop to all this thievery, stealing, oppression, devouring. And that person is going to be you. If you have God, if you know God, anything is possible. And I am going to teach you because there are some principles of spiritual warfare that is put down in the Bible that if we follow them, we will get the results every time because the power of God is greater than the power of the devil. Therefore, I want you to examine your life the past years of your life and even just think about what are the things that you have lost up to now to the enemy and the point is are you going to keep losing are you okay to let him continue to steal from you 
steal your joy, steal your peace, steal your children, steal your destiny, steal your future, steal your family, steal your business, steal your career. If not, you're going to turn to God and you're going to cry out to God. God help me, God save me, God teach me. Enough is enough. We've got to put a stop to the enemy. In the next lesson, I'm going to teach you to prepare yourself, what to expect and what kind of preparation that we need to make. And I want to tell you again, not to be afraid by the phrase spiritual warfare. Or maybe we shouldn't use this term because the Bible doesn't really use it. As I explained to you in lesson one, it's very simple. It's basically prayer and worship. There is nothing physically scary or violent about it. But it's very powerful. You will not guess how powerful it's going to be. Your prayer and your worship. Okay. So I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you are all charged up. The fire of God is burning inside you. And there's an agitation in your spirit. And you know that I'm going to be the one. I'm going to stand out. And I'm going to stand up for my family, for my village, for my loved ones. We're going to put a stop to all this demonic bullying. Get all this in your mind. Think about them, the Bible verses. I want you to saturate your mind with the attitudes and mindset that you need to have. And you don't need to do any actual fighting yet because I will teach you how to do it. But I need you to have the right attitudes, the right mindset, the right spirit as we go into this. Okay? Otherwise, I wish you have a very good rest of your day. I want you to take care of yourself. I want you to love yourself and value yourself because God loves you and God values you. And I want you to know that God has a solution for every problem that you may be facing. And we are going to figure out together what we can do about it. Let me pray for you, okay? Dear God, we thank you for all these people that you have brought to hear the words of this podcast. We know that they are not here by accident. You brought them here because you have something to say to them. God, I pray that the blood of Jesus will cover the minds and the hearts of all these people who are listening that you will start to shift their minds to align with what the Bible says so that their spirits will be right and their mindset will be right. God, I pray that you will cover each and every listener with the blood of Jesus as we go through this series that you want your people to know. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all for listening and look forward to meeting again the next time. Keep safe and keep strong. Goodbye.